the gateway drug to entrepreneurship, how to recover from any failure, and the process of becoming 10 times bolder in everything that you do. Welcome to episode 30 with the founder of the B10XB movement, Cesar Rodriguez. You are listening to Len Jones, Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at trueface.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. What up, what up? How you living, party people? In the words of the notorious B.I.G., in Mansion and Benz is giving ends to my friends and it feels stupendous. Episode 30, baby. Be out here and I am fired up to share some space in your ears. Sharing the stories and secrets of incredible humans turning their dreams to reality brings me so much joy and we are just getting started. Mark my words, we all got big things ahead and it starts with taking the first step and making moves towards what you really want. Whether that only be a few minutes or an hour, once a day or once a week, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you begin the process and begin moving the needle towards your goals. And if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold. To educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans, by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now to better your life. And second, to have all my friends in my life that are making moves, to meet my other friends in life making moves, to create one giant community of extraordinary people. And speaking of extraordinary people Cesar Rodriguez what an absolute legend at any given time you can head over to Caesar's Instagram and see him preaching the good word of the power of positivity and optimal lifestyle Caesar first got introduced to entrepreneurship at the young age of 21 and fell in love with the idea of being his own boss he tells an epic story of how he made it big early on but the timing wasn't right and he found himself in a free fall on the verge of losing it all it is these times that really test our strength and resilience as entrepreneurs and as humans and Caesar is the perfect example Caesar went on to make his first million at just 29 years old. He became the owner of multiple businesses, created many courses specifically on sales techniques and closing tactics, along with outsourcing his lifestyle to be geared 100% to optimal business growth. It is really cool to see how he views everyday problems people face and his methods for approaching each day with gratitude. I especially loved the second half of this episode where so many golden bars were spit that I know so many of you will find value in. On this episode, Caesar speaks about how to view stepping outside your comfort zone as a social experiment, the gateway drug into entrepreneurship, the process of becoming 10 times bolder in everything that you do, how to recover from any failure no matter how large, and the power of social media and strategies to help build your own personal brand. Now, if you know someone out there that Caesar's story will resonate with, you owe it to them to share this story. Who knows? Might change their entire course of life. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. What up, party people? We are live with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Caesar, Caesar Rodriguez. Caesar, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm hanging with you, bro. I'm fantastic. Come on. Dude, living the dream. And every time I follow you on Instagram, you are just this energy ball of consistent dream living. You know, you're just you're just the type of person that is so grateful for what he has. And it's really cool to see because, you know, you, it's the little things that I feel like get you so high on life. And I, I just love talking to you, your vibes, your energy, everything, man. It's so great to have you on. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. I mean, I think it's so important 
to to still be tripped out by your own success and the wins in your life, the big, the little. I mean, it's for me, it's as easy as I open up my refrigerator and I see it filled with food and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so amazing, dude. I got so much food in here. Like, this is great, you know? And of course, I also have a chef that pre puts it all together for me and stuff. So I don't even have to do it. So I'm like double, I'm like double appreciative. I'm like, oh my God, I have food in my house, in my kitchen. Cause I remember when it didn't used to be like that. And I used to have to watch myself when I was at Wally world, you know, picking up food. And I'm like, do I have this much left on my credit card? And now it's just like, go to whole foods, buy the nicest stuff. Don't even look. And someone else cooks it, preps it for me, puts it in my fridge. So all I have to do is heat it up. So you have someone that comes over and straight chef boy RDs your whole fridge. You know, <laughs> it wasn't always like that, but this past year, uh, I've put an increased focus on, uh, just production and business. And so anything that, anything that is not a money making activity, I've pretty much tried to push off and outsource. So I have someone that now shops for me, cooks for me, um, they clean up after themselves. I have a cleaning company too. Even with working out, man, I don't even think about what I'm going to do anymore. I now have a trainer that comes to my house and trains me in my home gym to just like tell me what to do. So, uh, I've tried to take myself out of my own life so I can only do dope stuff and stuff that makes lots of money. Yeah. It seems like you just optimized your life and that's, that's really an incredible thing that we're going to jump into. Yeah. And it's interesting when I was living in Medellin, Colombia and, and, and just a lot of these different countries, you can actually have an insane lifestyle for like six to 10 X less money. And for anyone that's listening, if you guys ever want an adventure, if you kind of have it in you to just go make that trip, man, you can have, it's just crazy what you can do. Um, but man, dude, I'm stoked to hear you. When I think of the song, like stunt and stunt and is a habit, <laughs> get like me, you know, like I just think of like young jog. I just think of like, just good vibes and happiness. Thanks, have you always been like that since, you know, a young 15, 16 year old? Like what did those days look like for you? No, dude. Oh my gosh. You know, so, um, you know, when I was first, I remember I was semi kind of popular and had like a decent amount of friends in my, like growing up in like middle school and high school, because that's all the kids you grew up with, right? Like they've known you your whole life and you've just stayed in that same area. But then I moved my sophomore year uh, or my junior year in um, high school to a city where I knew absolutely no one. And I was the new kid and I got humbled really quick because I was not popular. I did not have a lot of friends and I was a lot more introverted and kind of like, you know, one of my stories and I actually don't even tell stuff about this um, usually. But I remember being in high school and in the morning when the bus would drop us off, um, I, w I sat at this table like everyone would like hang in the cafeteria before like uh, classes start. And I remember I was at this table that was kind of like, I just call it like the miscellaneous kids. You know, like it wasn't the jocks, it wasn't the nerds. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like nerdy enough to be like a nerd. I didn't, like I wasn't like in band. I wasn't into like, I mean, I, I played sports, but I wasn't like one of the, the cool athlete kids. So I remember, man, my last two years of high school just being like, yo, being like shy and introverted and like not having friends like that and not being like a cool kid sucks. So when I was, so I just made a commitment when I went to college, I went out of state and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a freaking cool kid, you know, and I'm going to be not like the dickhead cool kids that were like, you know, 
got to being cool by being, you know, dicks to people. But I was like, I'm going to be like the nicest, like most outgoing social person. And I'm just going to walk up to people. And that kind of started it, you know, like this reinvention of myself. And uh, so I know that anyone can do it. And people are like, no, I'm introverted. I'm like, that's a label. If you want to own it, you can keep it, but it'll prevent you from having the type of life that you want to live. And then when I got into network marketing, I was shy again. Like all of a sudden I clammed up and like turned back to old high school Caesar and I had to like snap out of it. Interesting. So like when you went into school, you looked at yourself kind of like you were doing some self-reflect in high school and you're like, damn, like if I want to be the person I want to be, I got to really step outside my comfort zone. So you kind of looked at it like a social experiment and you forced yourself to just be more outgoing. And then in college, was it just like, bam, you just clicked well and where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to school in High Point. Uh, It was called High Point University in High Point, North Carolina. And I'm from New Jersey originally. So this was like and a whole I went out of state, you know, for college and to a place again where I knew no one. And I was just like, well, dude, no one knows that I wasn't cool like my last two years in high school. So like I could actually just act as if and act as if I'm a cool, fun, popular guy. And if and, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time, man, is it's like act the way you want to feel and soon you'll feel the way you want to act. You know, so it's like I just acted like I was like more positive and outgoing and all of that. And and then I started to just kind of act that way. And then. When you do something often enough, you know, you start to literally change your your brain and you're rewiring. That's the whole principle behind B10XB and, you know, everything else. Which, by the way, dude, that shirt is looking mad. Fly on you, son. It's phenomenal. Dang, looking good. Yeah, so, I mean, Caesar. Looking crispy, bro. I love I love the B10XB movement. I love what it's all about. I love what you're all about. And I like your no BS outlook to the whole thing. I mean, you're you're super real and upfront about it. And I mean, I wanted to get into this later, but just to kind of share with everybody yeah. right now, what is B10XB and, and why does it mean so much to you? All right. So the story behind B10XB is it's an acronym that stands for B10 times bolder. And, um, you know, it's something that I created within my along my journey when I got started in network marketing at 21 years old, um, you know, I was not successful. It was like, you know, the first hundred people I talked to told me no, and I got rejected right and left. And, you know, months went by before I could even sell anyone. And by the way, man, what I was selling was like $26 a month. So that's, (laughs) that's how bad I was. Like I couldn't get people for like $26 a month to say yes. And it was like hundreds of people, hundreds of no's. And um, I made a couple bold decisions in my life that brought me to living the life that I that I have today. You know, you're you're just one bold move away from having the next breakthrough in your life. And I made a couple, you know, bold decisions. One was to get started in network marketing with the last of my money at 21 years old. Another one when I was um, not succeeding, and I said I'm going to pick up and move to this place where my mentor lives. Uh, that was another bold decision. And then every single day, I like literally prospected. Uh, for a living because I was full-time so I just literally walked out of my door and every single day I would just try and meet five to ten people but I would still get freaked out about it man I was still like getting nervous and scared to do it Uh, so what ended up happening was um, I needed to create a way to snap myself out of my comfort zone so that I could take advantage of those uh, opportunities you know and uh, in my journey of personal development I learned that there are three enemies to success you know I know you've read think and grow rich You know, um, Napoleon Hill says fear, indecision and doubt. Those are the three enemies to success. So I was like, look, if I could just find a way to to basically like have a little move that I could use, you know, kind of like if that's a defensive line in a football, 
team in, if you could just find a way to have like a little spin move or a little juke that lets you sidestep them tackling you every time, you could run as many touchdowns as you want. So I created a little spin move and a little juke, you know, um, and anytime I feel fear, anxiety, indecision, apprehension, I created a question that was a pattern interrupt question. And the question is, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? And whatever you think of in that moment, you do it. And if you don't do it, then you have to link pain. It's kind of like a little game you play. You link pain to not acting bold because they're two major drivers of human behavior in life, and that's pain and pleasure. So if you could link pain to not acting boldly in those situations, well, what's going to happen is you will eventually rewire your brain. So there's a lot of science to this, but it's kind of easy and kind of fun. So what I created was this question. I said, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? So, and I have so many stories of like, I was going to go prospect this guy, but I got in my head because he was a drive, driving a nicer car than me, you know, and I grabbed the wristband, you know, and I, you know, I was like, I was like, I looked at it and it says B10XB on it. I know you're rocking one too right now, right? Yeah. You know, so I just grabbed the, so I made these little rubber wristbands and I'm like, if you don't do the thing you come up with, you pull back on the wristband, you snap it on your wrist. And it links pain to not acting boldly. And if you do that enough times, what's going to happen is your brain will start to get the point. Like touching a hot stove, you touch it once and it hurts and you're like, I'm not touching that again. When you do that with your wrist and you keep snapping a rubber band on your wrist every time you're not bold, your brain, the next time you get to a fork in the road, it's going to be like, be bold because otherwise it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so from doing that, I transformed myself into a 10 times bolder version of me. And that's the number one, that's the number one attribute that everyone that you know in life has that has ever made a significant impact or been successful. That's what I learned when I studied everyone from Martin Luther King to Abraham Lincoln to every top earner, actor, actress, famous person, you know, man, they were all bold. So I was like, that's the number one trait that I have to embody if I want to be successful. And it's worked for me and now thousands of people. And that's what the whole movement is about, you know, and, uh, obviously, you're with it, homie, because you're a bold freaking dude. Hell yeah, man. It's funny. It, it reminds me of, uh, of, of, of a game that my friends and myself have played pretty much our entire life. And y'all can judge me for this or y'all can congratulate me for this. It, but it's we don't really know what the, the name of it's called, but we just call it the game. Right. <laughs> and, it, and it has to do with talking you know for for you know talking to women essentially and you know for every you know guy or girl you could play this the other way around you know everyone gets really you know choked up sometimes they overthink the crap out of themselves especially with prospecting and network marketing or just in any business you overthink so we play this game and it's very very simple you you set the you, you let all your friend groups say you're going out with three dudes you let them know that we're playing the game and at any time throughout the night Someone can say, hey, Ian, you have to go introduce yourself to her. And you don't even have a choice. You can't say anything. You can't do anything. You have to stop what you're doing, walk over and introduce yourself or say something. Mm. You get rejected. You get rejected. But at the end of the day, you won the game. You won that round. Yes. And then if you lose, you have to buy everybody a round of drinks. So now you're looking at like you're at a nice bar. You're looking at 35, 40 bucks. If just not say not. And it's hilarious. I've only had it happen one time where someone like just didn't do it. My buddy Matt Dodge, shout out Dodge, uh, oh, and he's just man. like, "Yep, I'm buying drinks." 
<laughs> oh, okay. We got to get him a B10XB wristband, man. We got to work on him. Now he's crushing it. He's an MMA a UFC agent, and he's just he's just the man. But yeah, okay. dude, that's, I love that concept, associating pain with getting outside your comfort zone, and that's just a great lesson learned there. And you mentioned one story of, an, of a gentleman that actually got so inspired by the B10XB movement that he got it tattooed on his wrist. Can you Can you share that story? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, his name is uh, Carlos, and um, you know it's not uncommon for um, network marketing leaders and people that have got teams or people that have got like insurance companies or whatever to to buy a pack of these hundred wristbands. You know, you can get them from uh, you know b10xb.com. Um, you know, you can go over there and you can kind of like go to the store. And so people sometimes go there and literally order a hundred wristbands. So um, back in the day, this guy actually about a year ago. I guess maybe he saw me speak and I didn't even realize it and he got a wristband, but he um, contacted his or he went back home to his uh, wherever he lives and he has an insurance agency and he's like a manager there. So he actually gets this um, all these wristbands and he gives them to all the employees at his job and he doesn't even explain it. And he just like gives it to him. And then this guy's like, what's this? And he's like, just wear it and like look it up on YouTube or something. He's like, Google it. So the guy Googles it. He finds a whole bunch of my videos, starts watching tons of my videos on YouTube. Um, and what, and of course he sees the video about B10XB, uh, you know, where I explain, you grab the wristband, you snap it on your wrist every time you're not bold. You always ask yourself anytime you feel fear and decision or doubt, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? So he gets this wristband he he goes okay i love this this is going to be my thing so he literally says if i was 10 times bolder you know what i would hand out 10 to 15 business cards every single day i'd walk up and meet 10 to 15 people every day and introduce myself so he literally does that for a year and goes he's 43 years old and he went from being like a middle of the you know pack producer to having his first year where he makes six figures. He has this amazing life transformation. His default personality is now that of a 10 times bolder, you know, self from his previous year and his, his previous life, right? You know, it's like BC before Carlos, like there was a BC before Caesar, you know, before the Caesar that you know today. So this is like, you know, before the B10XB, you know, got indoctrinated in him. And he's just like, my life is a hundred times better in every area. And so he decided, he, you know, he said he broke a couple of wristbands because he'd snap it on his wrist so hard. So he said, you know what, I'm just going to get a tattoo. And he got a tattoo of it on his wrist. And there's a video of that on my Instagram channel. Um, and I think also maybe on YouTube. And um, yeah, it's on YouTube too. And he actually got it upside down so that the B10XB faces whoever is, um, you know, he's talking to. So that way, when you go to shake your hand, someone's hand is on his right wrist. It's literally facing them. So then that way... Uh, people look at it and they're like, hey, what is that? And it's a conversation starter. And then it gives them the opportunity to talk about B10XB. And then he kind of rolls it into like, yeah, and how it made me do with my insurance company. And then he actually prospects people. Like he actually prospected and has an appointment with the tattoo artist because he told him about B10XB. He was like, what is this? What's the significance of this? And now he has an appointment with him for his insurance company because of this. So yeah, it's changed so many lives. You know, you talk about girls. I've got people that have messaged me because I've had this video. It has 170,000 views at the time of this on YouTube. And I mean, I've had thousands of people messaging me over the years. You know, I've had people say, yo, I met my fiance because of B10XB. I wasn't going to walk up to this girl, but I was like, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? And this girl, she was way out of my league, you know, and she was surrounded by seven guys. And I went right up there and he's like, I'm coming up to you just because I want to hit on you. You know, that was what he came up with. He had like, he didn't have a line, but he's like, if I was 10 times bolder, I'd say something. And he's just like, hi, like I'm hitting on you. 
And she loved it. (laughs) She loved the confidence. And then he ended up, you know, getting her number. And, you know, sure enough, they're engaged now. He showed me a picture and he was like, yeah, I ended up being the one for her. And I was like, yeah, bro, I could I could see why anyone would say that girl was out of anyone's league. She's a gorgeous 10, you know? Right. That's the whole concept. You know, get yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, make yourself stop, stop over. You know, everyone has anxiety over, you know, things like giving presentations and speaking to people. But if you do it long enough, you do it enough, it just becomes part of your habit and it doesn't make a lot. uh, It doesn't scare you. Like a lot of issues when people talk about prospecting and sales in general, they, they get so hung up on one person's response. And it's like, I like to tell people, it's like, you know, if you had such a large pipeline of people that you were talking to, you would never get hung up on that because you realize that it's just part of the game. It's part of the the system. It's not personal, but it's easy to take things very, very personal. And especially when you're just getting into net, uh, into entrepreneurship, whether that be through network marketing, which is your story, I believe. Um, but like people take things really personal, right? And it's so hard to bridge that gap to not take things personal. And still to this day, even the best of the best run into that problem. So tell us about how did you get your in into network marketing? Because I do know it led towards a path towards online marketing and then outsourcing and building websites and all sorts of craziness. So let's start from square one. Okay. I'm 21 years old. I'm in a mall. Guy prospects me. He prospected me, introduced me to a gentleman that ended up kind of taking over and being my mentor, Mr. Larry Gregory. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, I got into network marketing. I was not that successful, but um, I made a decision um, really when I was making like almost no money. He had a house in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, You know, he had a beach house here and a house in Raleigh. And I was living in Virginia. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm out here every day trying to prospect and I'm sucking at it. And like you said, man, I'm in my head. I'm scared. I'm not good at it. I'm, the rejection's getting me, but I'm hungry. You know, so I just said, you know, I was like, you know what, dude, what, I, if I moved down there and I called him, I was like, if I moved down to Wilmington, North Carolina, where you have a beach house, would you let me just follow you around and just kind of watch you prospect? And he was like, sure, kid. And that's just on the weekends. I was like, you're there on the weekends. Could I just watch you? And he says, sure. So that's what I did, man. I came down and um, I went from being a 21-year-old broke college kid. I was prospecting 10 people a day at least. I mean, I was out there just literally for a profession. I would like wake up in the morning. I'd go out of my house and I would just like look for people to walk up to and talk to for years. And then I would do my appointments in Barnes & Noble and this bookstore and you know, that coffee shop. So literally I like lived in coffee shops and bookstores and prospected the whole time that I was out. Um, and I ended up pulling and it's one of the things I'm known for. I mean, I've successfully pulled well over 20,000 phone numbers from total cold market prospects. And I, I stopped counting like 10 years ago, you know, so I mean, it's probably 30,000 or whatever by now. Um, but that success um, that I had, I started speaking at events and I started, you know, people were like, who is this kid? Cause I was like this, like really young person. Like I was 22 years old, 23 years You're old. You're making a name and, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a time where everyone in my company, it was a very professional company. It was legal shield. So it was like, it was like a suit and tie company. Average age was like, you know, thirties to like, you know, fifties. And here's like this 22 year old kid. That's like starting to light up the leaderboard all in the cold market. So I started speaking at events and then I started recording some of these things so that my team out of, you know, out of, um, you know, that wasn't just in my local area could see my trainings and I started posting it on YouTube and then 
I remember one day I got a comment from someone like, yo, I love your video. It's so great. And they were like in Primerica or something like that, like a totally different company. And they were like, yeah, I love this. And like, I've shared it with my Primerica team. And you know what my first thought was, Ian? I was like, no, I don't want my secrets going to people in other companies. This is just for my team and my stuff, right? Because I like didn't even think that my stuff would get found on YouTube because this was like, you know, nine years ago or something crazy, you know, um, maybe seven years ago. I don't even, yeah, it was a long time ago. I think my oldest videos are like maybe nine years. So I'm putting videos on YouTube and then they start getting watched by all these people. And then I like, I start to see like, I'm getting thousands of views on some of my videos and I'm like, Someone's like, you should probably do something with that. And I was like, all right, what could I do? And then so I like made a blog and I was like, I should make a course because I created like this really, you know, one of my claim to fames is, you know, my um, sales and closing skills, you know. So um, I created a, an entire, entirely different formula for how to get people to say yes immediately and without objections. And so I created this course on how to get people to buy on the spot stuff that I learned in um, network marketing, also in timeshare sales, because I had a mixed background in that as well. And that course started blowing up and I started doing it. So before you know it, now I have like YouTube channel, a blog, info products. So I just started to kind of grow more and more into serving the industry. And then it stemmed off all these other businesses. So I have a business where I create products and courses on, you know, prospecting, like, you know, there's one with live footage of me prospecting people in the streets and giving a play-by-play -play breakdown on the psychology behind it. I have my immediate yes formula. I've got all these different things. And then I spun off B10XB, you know, so yeah, I've got a lot of different businesses and stuff, but you know, network marketing is, I always say it's kind of like the gateway drug, man. You know, it's kind of like it gets you into entrepreneurship. And then from there you just start spinning off all these different things, you know? So for some people, for some people. Gateway drug is a phenomenal way of explaining it because, you know, for a lot of people that I know that got started in, in direct sales, a lot of people end up don't sticking with it. But it's yeah. the first time in their life that they own their own business, that they're in control yeah. of their own future, and then someone believes in them. Someone pumps confidence into them, yeah. which if you give you know, uh, the right seed enough water, it's going to grow and realize yeah. its potential. So amen to that. One thing yeah. that I am always very interested in is something I put off for so long was creating my own blog, right? It actually wasn't until I got sick and, you know, I'm slowly getting over things, you know, we're making our way, but it wasn't until I got sick and I like couldn't go out on the weekends and just, you know, booze and get super effed up that I was just like, all right, well, I got all this time. I got all this time and I finally just put my, I bought a course, watched it, and then I finally got my blog up and I'm stoked about it. It's brought me so much joy and I'm st yeah. like, what was it that really got you to take the first step to make the blog? Because so many people put that off. So many people say tomorrow or the next day, but what can, what do you recommend to get someone to get it started now? Okay. So one of the things that, you know, I'll kind of put a disclaimer against this is back when I made a blog it was the central nervous system of your business. And it still is for a lot of people, right? And it's a great place because you can house all of the content from YouTube, from you know Facebook. You can take all of that content. You can kind of put it there and link out towards all these different spots. Um, and it's search engine friendly. However, today, I kind of am a little hesitant to just go, yeah, everyone should have a blog because like, no, you shouldn't. You know, there's a lot of times I see great network marketers who are like, yeah, man, I really want to get into personal branding and all this type of stuff. And, you know, and some people crush it and they don't even have a blog. They are building on Instagram. Their Facebook channels are very, are strong. You know, they've got strong fan pages. I mean, nowadays a fan page 
um, you know, and a YouTube channel can kind of do everything that a blog would do. Um, so, but back in the day there, a blog was like definitely the place to go and the thing you had to have. So today I kind of consider it a little bit more of an advanced step. Some people, they want to go right into blogging and creating a blog first, um, and filling it up with content. You know, some people, they want to, you know, create a YouTube channel. And then one day when you make a blog, you can just start pasting all that stuff over there. Um, you know, so it's not, I, I, I hesitate to say sometimes like, yo, everyone should start a blog. Um, because how many times have you maybe seen it, uh, in, you know, where someone's like, yeah, I want to get into online branding. And then they, you know, you whip through this course and how long it took me probably like, and even though I had a lot of time, it still took me probably like three weeks, three weeks, you know? So that would be like three weeks for some people. If they were as ambitious and driven as you, it might be three weeks of someone like not making phone calls for their business, not prospecting, not doing money-making activities because they're like, yeah, man, I'm working on my blog. And you're like, why don't you work on getting some sales and, you know, not letting that business that you're trying to, why don't take that break because not everyone can take it, man. You know, so. Yeah, I agree there. I For me, it was definitely the type of thing where I did a few hours here, a few hours there. I'm the type of person that when I watch a video for over an hour, I just I can't do it anymore. Like I have yeah, like yeah. a personal development threshold. Like yeah, that's why yeah. audibles are great for me. And like I have a trouble just cool. reading. I just get so bored, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I agree with there. But it's cool because you, you create these online funnels and you yeah. built an automatic lead system. And it's sure. cool because anybody that's listening to this call, there's something that you excel in. And, and you got to ask yourself, what do people come to you naturally for without you having to say anything? You know, that thing is something that you are a leader in and you could go out there today, build a build a brand and or just make a YouTube video, post that thing. And it could get hundreds of thousands or millions yeah. of views like, you know, my buddy Anabolic Aliens who just got on. He's closing in on 500,000 subscribers. It all started with him making a forearm exercise on, on YouTube. Things got like six, seven million views now. It's ridiculous. So like one video in this world can change your life and allow you to do what you love. So what would be your thoughts on in terms of like, first of all, I do want to like question, what's your favorite social media platform for just building a lead generation? Well, so for myself, my favorite platform personally is Instagram, but that's just because I enjoy doing IG stories and clowning around on that one. And that one's the most fun. Now, for lead generation, I would probably say Facebook, you know, because Facebook is a community. It's, it's easy. You can run ads from right within it. And to send someone to a website or a call to action, all you have to do is type out a link, you know, whereas Instagram, you got to be like link in my bio, you know, go up there. And then you have to like have that one bio, like spider them to wherever you want it to be, you know, and then in the Instagram stories, you can't even drive anyone to like, a call to action unless you're verified, like, you know, I'm verified or have 10,000 followers. Um, you have to like earn it, you know, you have to like earn the ability to like send someone elsewhere. So it's kind of a sucky place to like drive people to because it's just not as effective, but you know, you create a, a good video, a good post and you're like, Hey guys, you could do a Facebook live and say, Hey, check out this website and you can drag them over and, and lead them to a funnel of yours or a page or to DM you. So for generating leads and building a business, Facebook is still king in my opinion. 
Interesting. And and Caesar, I'm curious to see because, you know, you've got started so early, you know, you've had a lot of financial success and you've been able to coach people all around the world and you're you're really living your dream. And I'm curious, like, has your perception on money changed over the years? Yeah, I mean, how so? Like it's changed so many different ways, you know. Um, I mean, one is I used to believe that it was very hard. Um, but then I did lots of personal development and I learned you know, more about the law of attraction and, you know, hey, money comes quickly and easily, you know, get in the state, you know, of how you would feel if you already had the money, little things like that, um, you know, and for like, how would you already act if you were a top earner? And, you know, how would you walk? How would you talk? And when you start to embody these different, you know, traits and you start to put out into the universe, like, you know, I'm a millionaire, like, boom, like it's happening, like the money's about to rain on me. All of a sudden, it's kind of like, money, it starts to, starts to sure enough, it starts to manifest itself in to your life, you know, through opportunities, people you meet, you know, different things will come up, you know? So I used to have this belief that money was going to be the hardest thing for me to get. And it was a grind and it was a hustle and you had to work your face off. And then I started to discover, I said, you know something, you can have effortless wins. You can have what I love to call sweatless victories, you know? And so my perspective on money has started to shift. So then, of course, the amount of money that comes into my life has started to shift. And also, when you get the money monkey off your back, man, just, <clears throat> you know, it's so much it's so much nicer and so much easier. I used to have a belief, you know, because I heard this growing up, you know, in New Jersey around a lot of poor people and broke people, you know, Catholic, you know, uh, priests and, you know, saying up on, on stage in the pulpit, like, you know, money's you know, the root of all evil and things like that. So I used to have all kinds of messed up stuff about money, all kinds of, you know, beliefs. Like it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven as it is, you know, a camel through the eye of a needle or whatever that scripture is that they would twist up and make you be like, oh, so if if you're rich, you you can't be a good person. You can't get into heaven. You know, and they'd like twist this like scripture into like meaning something that it didn't so that people would be like, yeah, you know, money's not good. It's okay to be poor. It's noble to be poor. You know, all that, all that junk's changed, man. Yeah, it's changed. And, and it seems like the, the journey people, you know, the, the journey is something that people need to pay more attention to, you know, all of their, their path, whether they're in a traditional startup or they're in network marketing, it's a journey and it typically doesn't happen in day one. And there's a reaping season and a sowing season. And so many people give up on their goals and their dreams after they've planted so many seeds and they don't even stick around long enough to harvest them. And that should burn deep into some of your souls. Reach. Because some, Reach. Of, some of y'all have so many people that you could have followed up with, that you could have you know, stayed in touch with that could lead down an entire new road. And you just never know. You never know when one person can change your life. You just don't know what they know. And unless you say hi to them, you're never going to find out. And you're the great example of someone that just goes out there and says hi to almost everyone and gets their story. You don't know if they're you know, a, a, a priest from France or if they're like royalty yeah. in Britain. You have no idea. Or if they're yeah. just someone that can teach you something. And that's why I love this podcast because I love – 
finding out people and, and hearing the different paths they take. Because so much times we look at someone like Lisa Kitasahu, who at you know 22 went to South Africa to raise cheetahs, right? Like, how sick is that? Like, she just raises and rehabilitates cheetahs. Like, people might be like, well, how could I do that? Well, she's like, it's pretty easy. I jumped on a plane and went, you know? Wow. <laughs> like, you can go do anything you want if you believe in yourself enough. But like all of us, we always run into walls. People... You know, life hits you. You might get sick. You might have a death in your family. There's things that happen that are tough. And being human is tough at times. And I'm sure there has been times that you probably have hit what what you would call rock bottom. And I'm curious, you know, kind of in a two-part question, if you would. Number one, what is a time that you can really think about and explain that you might have hit rock bottom in your in yourself and your soul and two what do you do to kind of get yourself out of said ruts Ooh, all right we're gonna get deep i mean there's there's no question on this one i mean i have the perfect story of when i went rock bottom you know so um because that's and you know rock bottom when you're starting off is great you know i mean but rock bottom after you've had some money and some success and you're now looking at losing stuff that's a whole nother game and that's scary and that takes some serious personal development so, um, the first part I'll focus on that and, you know, ask me the, um, you can ask me the second one to elaborate on if I don't hit it here. But, um, I remember I was in my twenties and I was just, I mean, I was making 10, 12, 13, 14,000 a month. I was watching the, the numbers climb each month and I bought a brand new house and it was my first house. And I was like, Yes, dude, this is so awesome. And it was right in the peak of when the market was just skyrocketing, you know, right before the crash. So here I am. I buy this house. Um, I get I even I even borrowed uh, my mom even loaned me, I should say, um, extra like twenty thousand dollars to help put to the down payment because I was like, yo, I can afford the payments. I just need to put enough of a good down payment down. So I put down this monster down payment, clear out my savings. I'm not thinking anything of it because I'm a cash machine, bro. I'm killing it. I'm just, I'm, I just broke a guy to hit the top level in the company. He was like the third dude that I had. I mean, we're just like boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, uh, my company makes this rule because our company was publicly traded, you know, and it was uh, Legal Shield, and they had this thing. Not a lot of people know about this, but back in the day, they made this rule where if you have a certain percentage of people that drop off like that cancel, like if you're recruiting a whole bunch of people and you're selling them on their auto ships and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of people cancel, well, there was kind of a scam going on, you know, behind the scenes with some people that were doing some stuff to this company because they paid advanced commissions. Uh, so like if you would sell somebody um, something for 35 bucks, the company would pay you like 252, you know, so that was like what I was making at that point or even more than that. But what, but if they cancel, like anytime within that year, they'll just charge you back that and then it'll just go against your future commission, right? So they don't take the money out of your bank account, but it's a great way. I mean, you could make tons of money with advanced commissions and all insurance companies do this. It's like a common thing, right? And this was like a legal insurance. So they paid that way. But then they were like, yo, if you're having too many cancellations, we're not going to pay you that upfront commission anymore. We're going to now just pay you like a third of that. But every single month, they're actually taking money off of your your account. So when I was making like 15,000 a month, let's say, I was really probably making like the equivalent of like 30 or 40,000 a month. But I had like 20,000 a month in chargebacks that I was never even paying attention to because I wasn't looking at the back numbers. So they made this rule 
And because in, I was, I was a recruiting machine. Like I was getting people in the deal so hard that even if they didn't have money, dude, they were like, I mean, they were going to the bank to get money. Like they were going to the bank to like put cash in their account just so that they can get this membership. Cause I was so good at freaking selling people. Like they're, they're like, I don't even have a bank account. I'm like, no problem, dude. Go see my man, you know, at the, at the place, Antonio, he'll hook you up free bank account. It's 20 bucks or whatever. Put your money in, sign up. So I mean like everyone was signed up, but these were not good like people to sell, right? They weren't. So I ended up having a ton of cancellations and also I was recruiting everyone and I was a beast. I was like, yo, I wasn't working with my team as much. I was like, yo, if someone gave me an excuse, I was like, all right, sounds good. Come back to me when you're done making excuses and we'll work together. So I was slinging them in and then people were canceling. I fell under this line. They literally cut my, my upfront money right after I bought my house, used all my savings into it. And then I ended up making like no money and actually going negative each month because all those chargebacks were still coming in, but I was not making enough. So <clears throat> I went from, you know, just totally no worries about money to holy crap, I'm about to lose my house. Holy crap, I'm about to lose my car. Holy crap, I need to get a bunch of credit cards and hopefully get approved and start living off of that. And by the grace of God and a miracle, I got approved for an equity line um, right after I bought my house, like two months after I bought my house. So I was literally borrowing from my equity line to pay my mortgage, um, using my credit cards to pay everything. And then, dude, I was having to go to the weekly meetings as the speaker and the trainer and be like, this is the greatest company in the world. You guys should all sign up knowing that I'm not even getting paid. And like they made this rule change that totally screwed me. And, um, so it was at that moment, I really had to drag myself out. It took every ounce of personal development in my life. You know, um, I mean, I hit the the, the floor multiple times crying on my hands and knees. Like I'm going to lose it. Like I'm going to lose it. I mean, what's going to happen to my team when all of a sudden one minute, everyone's going to be like, you're so successful. And then the next minute you're not. And like, yo, I heard Caesar lost his Jaguar. Yo, what happened to his house? I heard he got foreclosed on. My No one's going to join my team then. You know, when those rumors get out, I'm in a small city. That's going to go around. I'm done. You're but, stressed. Stressed. <laughs> stressed to the max. But I did lots of personal development, right? So, um, you know, and um, I ended up having this opportunity present itself to me through my friend. He was like, yo, there's this dude making 10,000 a month selling timeshare, you know, um, in Myrtle beach about an hour away. And I never would have gotten a job in my life. I was like, would never go to a job. I was like, jobs suck, forget jobs, network marketing's it. But because of that opportunity, two things happened. Number one, I thought to myself, you know what? I've always had this dream to start up this, you know, one company. So I kind of started focusing more on like creating, you know, my online brand and stuff like that. And then also I ended up getting this job selling timeshare, which ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because I really thought that I was a good salesperson at that time. Uh, cause I was able to get people to say yes, you know, fairly often, but I really wasn't because a lot of them were dropping off. I wasn't keeping them in the deal. And I was, there were still things and skills that I didn't learn, but from selling timeshare and being in an industry where, um, <clears throat> there is no tomorrow, there's no think about it. You have to close people that are not interested in hearing from you at all on 30, 40, $50,000 packages. And then are not allowed to think about it. They're not allowed to wait a day. 
You have to close them right then and there or they go home and they will never come back. And I happened to be during that time working at the number one company in the entire world. And that was the, their number one site in the entire company. So the leaders that I had were like John Waller and, and like uh, my, one of my managers, like Jeff, Michael, these were like legends, like guys that just won every award. And these guys were up there doing these trainings going, no excuses, done, deals only, no excuses. Everyone can be close. Like it was like that type of environment where it just like turned me into a Spartan. And I thought I was good before, but I walked out of there and I ended up being a monster and a beast. And then I went from, you know, doing that, you know, and also building network marketing. And then I going home, like I got a second apartment in Myrtle Beach. So I was like living in Wilmington, you know, with my house here. I got a condo down in Myrtle Beach that I was renting and I was working there. I was selling timeshare. Then I would come back home. I'd prospect and I'd lay in my bed. I remember I'd like work on my blog and my online stuff. And I was doing all this stuff simultaneously, building a net and flying to Tony Robbins events and all this personal development stuff. So I just, I was, it was just a season of just work and refining my craft. And what I learned in that game has made me what, I mean, I don't like, I tell people all the time, you know, I'm competitive. Like, I don't know another person, like bring me your best closer put them up against me. Let's do a test. Like there's nobody that is better at persuasion, you know, in this world than me because people may have read all the books and they've done all that, but it's like, I was trained by magicians that are like retired. You know what I mean? Like you can't even be trained under these guys. It was like the heyday of, of that industry. And what I learned there when I brought it back to network marketing and I started teaching people and I created that course, the immediate yes formula, like everybody that freaking buys that course is like, holy crap, this thing has changed my life. Like I went from here to now I'm like top producer. I went from here to the, so it's like, because I taught like the difference, like I brought that different energy to the game. It's kind of like being in mixed martial arts, man. Like I was a great boxer, man. I was a great network marketer, <laughs> but then I learned timeshare sales. Now it's like, I know how to grapple and do like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And it's like, when I put all that together, like I mean, it's just a lethal thing. So I'm, I'm a big advocate on getting skills from different industries and marrying them together because that's how you freaking create new dances, new freaking martial arts moves. So that's basically what I, what I became. So the worst thing in the world that happened to me, I maintained up, up great attitude about it. Um, you know, after I cried my heart out for a while, you know, I picked myself back up, continue doing personal development, double down on myself, you know, and, um, and it ended up being the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Like, like everything is the worst thing that ever happens to most people later ends up being the best thing. I'm sure you've got situations like that, right? Right. And, and you developed insane skin in the game. Like, you know, like you, you went out, like you've been through it. You, you talk about this course, you created the media. Yes. Formula, you know, you're so confident cause you went out and done it so many times. Like you're just, you're, you're you've just, True. you, you, hit the bat so many times that you know yeah. as a fact what the result's going to be. I mean, people would kill to have your confidence, but people wouldn't kill to do the work that it gets there, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's also having that mentor that's constantly whispering in your ear and empowering you. And that's yeah. what you are to so many people through online videos and through online coaching. 
So it's like everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs someone that clicks with them, that inspires them. And it's cool that you mentioned how that business made you better at closing and network marketing. I feel the exact same way. Ever since I got started in our startup, Trueface, you know, I have such a better breadth of knowledge and I'm much more credible to speak to people because I've seen it from both perspectives, the yes. traditional route and the startup route. And like people are like, oh, I'm not making money fast enough in network marketing. It's like, oh, damn, well, you go start a traditional company, bro. Like you're going to yeah. be looking at three to five years just to potentially break even and 90 something percent of them fail. And then they start thinking that then they end up coming back to network marketing many times. Because they realize it's just so much better. And and you got to appreciate, you got to have that love. It's kind of like the whole thing. You don't know what you got till it's gone, right? So sometimes you got to lose it to to realize that you don't abuse it in the future. So on the second part, how do you just on a daily, like if there's ever a time you just wake up and you're just having a bad day, because everyone has bad days, how do you get yourself out of a rut? So um, my, my mindset is that of I have studied so much personal development. You know, I I had a huge breakthrough in my life this past year uh, from studying stoicism, um, which is an ancient philosophy from like, you know, the days of like Socrates and all that. Like when Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Mark, I mean, Mark meditations, bro. I mean, I've read meditations, which is like Marcus Aurelius, like the last great emperor of like Rome, the philosopher, you know, King. I mean, this guy's like wrote down his wisdom and this guy was like mentored by the guys who studied under like Socrates and all that, you know? So it's like, I've learned so much from people from like 2000 year old information and information and personal development and the stuff that I have so that today, not a lot gets this dude down, you know? So it's like, if something comes at me, you know, I I had this, I, I had this awareness that last year I was really great and I always have been really great at having a great um, second reaction. So something happens, right? You know, it's like I open up the fridge, something falls out, splatters on the ground. Now I got like 20 minutes of cleaning and scrubbing the floors to do. My food's gone, you know, and it's like, you know, the default is like, son of a, you know, curse for a minute, you know, throw a temper tantrum. Um, And that's like, but then I would always be like, hey man, thank God you have food to waste. Thank God you work from home and you have the time to spend down and clean this thing. Matter of fact, let's put on the music on the house speakers and listen to something excellent and just jam out while we do this cleaning. You know what I mean? I always had that great second reaction, but I was like, I felt like the mastery of mind would be if I could have that as my first reaction. So I started doing a ton of um, studying and learning and really just trying to sharpen my mind to the to the point where I could get to that. And between, you know, just a combination of different things, studying stoicism, you know, more on the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks type stuff. Um, I really just took my mindset to the next level. So, you know, this dude doesn't really have a lot of days where I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I mean, dude, I just literally before you, you know, before this thing started, I just had to say goodbye to my assistant who has, you know, got another position that she's just super excited about. It's like her dream job. And this is someone who, you know, ran my life, my business, you know, she just messaged me and she's like, Hey man, I got this other position. I'm sorry. I got to go. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's irreplaceable. Like I love her. We have so much fun together. She does all this stuff. I mean, like I now have to go on the search to find someone else like her, which, you know, the default is like, dude, you're never going to find another Ashley. I mean, Ashley was Ashley. Ashley was the goat. 
you know i mean come on <laughs> shout out ashley shout out ashley but then it's kind of like hey you know something man like i have an affirmation and it's everything works out for me 100 percent of the time you know so that whenever something goes bad and it happens it's like a hurricane's coming through my city like you know when it came through i was like yo everything works out for me 100 percent of the time you know it doesn't matter ashley's leaving everything works out for me 100 percent of the time the next person that i find might end up working with me and then being my future wife or something you know what i mean like i'm excited for what that journey is going to unfold and in the finding of that person you know even though it was like gut-wrenching for a second it's kind of like it hit me and then i'm just like everything works out for me 100 percent of the time and because i say it all the time i manifest that right mindsets freaking everything having answers and being able to control your mind and control your emotions makes you such a a just a well beast in life yeah, just well equipped i mean my personal story yeah, you know, I'm going to share more about this as we continue to go through, but I've been sick for a while, man. Stomach issues, been getting all the tests you can imagine and not knowing what the hell's wrong, but knowing deep down something's wrong. But I've been sick for so long and I know it doesn't look it because I'm like a super happy human, but I lost 25 yeah. pounds. Like I'm not like, you know, I, there's things in my life that could be a lot better. And I knew there's always something wrong, but you know, doctors always could just call it, you know, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, yeah. right? And, you know, I would always hear that in my mind and just be like, God damn it. Like, come on. You're telling me you can't figure out what's wrong with me. And for the longest time, I just always acted like I'm good. It's all good. Everything's yeah. good. But then it really hit me. Like, I had so much built up stress and I really, like, broke down. I got super freaking depressed, bro. And this was all really, really, really recent. Like, I'm so depressed. Like, I've never went that dark in my life to the point where I now have so much sympathy for other people that have ever been in a point like that. Cause I've just super sad. And it's just until recently, you know, I, I did this test. It's I've actually taken the test twice. So I've done it the first time it was negative. It's something called um, SIBO, um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So it basically you, you drink this solution called lactulose and it measures how much, if your body produces methane or hydrogen gas from the lactulose and what happens is when you have a buildup of gas, that can affect your emotions, your head, your gut. When your gut is just in a war, like my gut's been a war zone for over the past two years, or specifically wow. six months, and it's been driving me insane. But when I got that freaking, just that little thing that says I have SIBO, oh my God, it's like something overcame me and I just snapped out of it. I feel so much better now. Because my yeah, mind clear. believes I'm better now. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like having the answer, like knowing that you're gonna be okay. Like knowing yeah, yeah. that you got this has shown me such a big level in personal development that I'm almost <laughs> grateful. You know, I'm still in the heat of it, so I'm not too <laughs> grateful. But in, in hindsight, it's gonna be great. And, and I just liked what you said about mindset. Like, you spill something on, but you got a good life. You got food in the fridge. Things are good. You know, my perspective and kind of looking at this is number one. Um, you lost some weight. Uh, number two, you got a dope bicep vein coming through though right there. I don't know if that's a, a, attributed to the losing weight, but when you put your arm down, I can see that I can see that bicep vein. So maybe losing some of that weight didn't you know look too bad on you, man. You're looking pretty ripped over here in this picture. <laughs> in this <video. laughs> so uh, so that. number one, um, the strongest people in life are sometimes put on the cross to suffer so that they can bring a message to the world to change it. There are things that have happened to me, like the things that I've mentioned, having it, losing it. I was tested 
and I emerged victorious. And now that story is something that I'm able to share. And someone listening to this might have had some success and had something sudden as of no fault to no fault of their own, maybe happen something totally unexpected. But now that they know that, Hey, someone else has gone through that and they're on the other side, maybe my story is motivating enough to help them to continue pushing forward. What happened with you, just you sharing that story. There's someone listening to this that might be going through something else and can't relate to anyone else that's going through something because they don't know because they're scared because they've been diagnosed with something that they don't know, doctors don't know. And maybe they were about to give up and just accept it and say, I have IBS and I guess I'm just gonna have to take some pharmaceutical for the rest of my life or whatever the case is. But now, you know, they just heard your story and they're like, yo, keep looking, keep trying to find out, take these different tests, like be resourceful, don't give up. And then they found and then they're going to find their solution because you found yours and they're going to hear how your mood changed and then they're going to have their mood change. They might even decide to be so bold to decide to start having the feeling of, hey, you know, it's going to be OK no matter what. Even if I don't figure it out right now, it's on the way to be figured out and it's going to resolve itself because my body is a freaking beast. It's getting down. It's learning what's going on right now. We're under attack, but we're learning the enemy's moves. We're going to learn how to counter back and fight back. And then we're going to come back 100% and we're going to beat this thing just like your body's going to beat this thing. And you may have learned something now. You've learned about gut and digestive health, which is something that you could have gone your entire life and not known about. But they say your gut is like a second brain, right? You just realize, hey, it affects, you know, it affects like, you know, the chemicals like dopamine and all these different, you know, things, right? So now that you have this awareness, if you had to go through a season, to have to go all the way down to get beat down to now have a heightened awareness of how important gut health is now for the rest of your life, bro. If you prioritize that your mood's going to be high, you're never going to have gut and digestion problems again. You'll learn how to manage that, maybe even overcome it. You know, I don't know the details of that, but you know, you were tested for a small season. Now you have a message to share for the rest of your life that could change the lives of untold people. And for the rest of your life, you're going to have that increased awareness of that managing your gut. And what's going to end up happening is your moods will be higher. Your energy will be better. And you're going to be now opt You're going to be running at an optimal rate for more years of your life. Whereas before, if you just ignored it and you were like everyone else, you would have just maybe had average gut health. But now you have the opportunity to have elite gut health and an elite mood and a fantastic life that's optimal. Hell so, yeah. Master hell Chief. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Master Chief of, of Nutrition, bro. Dude. That's a Halo reference. If anyone ever played Halo, I, I was, know, I was I know, addicted I to it when Master I was younger. Chief, bro. I know about that. I played some Halo back in my day. That, that, <laughs> that's what stopped for me. I never went beyond that. I think I just that's yeah. that was it for me. That was like my peak gaming <laughs> career was Halo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right, man. Nutrition and all that stuff, It's it's I've learned so much. And, uh, you know, the I, I, biggest thing I've learned is you need to tell your friends you need to have your support team. You need to. Because if you hold that stuff in, you just you become overwhelmed. And that's what friends are for. That's the whole point. And people yeah, want to help you. People are there to help you. So, man, I love it. I know we're I know we're, we're getting into it. Ask away, dude. Ask away. I'm Look, man, I'm, I'm all yours for, for you and your people. You know, I'm here, man. And, and this goes to a little introspective in your life, right? 
And and I love I love asking this question to anybody that's achieved a certain level of success. And it kind of goes to the whole thing of if you could kind of teleport, right? 60 seconds and you know, you're maybe that 20-year-old kid um, before you got started in entrepreneurism or anything, and you could just say, yo, listen, Caesar, listen up, homie. And you're like looking at yourself like, yo, am I on drugs? Like, nah, homie, like we got 60 <laughs> seconds, listen up. Me. You got one, two, or three things you can share with someone, okay? And it can't be, I wouldn't share anything because like yeah. what I've done, that's just a lame answer. That's no, not me. Um, yeah. What would you tell that person at 20 years old or maybe like that, that, that's sitting there just thinking about like, that would have saved you a ton of time, money, or just personal stress? You know what, man, I have, I have discovered, and I'm, that's why I'm so passionate about this, this is an easy answer for me, because I have discovered what I genuinely believe to be the secret to success and happiness. And it is that B10XB mantra that I tout all the time. So I would simply say, if I had 60 seconds, I would say, hey, Caesar, listen up, I'm on the clock, I got 60 seconds to bring you this message. If you wanna be successful in your life, in business, and don't worry, you will be, but if you wanna get there faster, here's a little trick. There are three enemies to success, fear, indecision, or doubt. Anytime you feel fear, indecision, or doubt, I want you to ask yourself this question. What would I do if I was 10 times bolder? Whatever you come up with, do it. If you don't do it, grab a little rubber wristband, pull it back on your wrist, snap it, and that will link pain to not being bolder. After enough painful snaps, you will eventually retrain and rewire your brain to be bolder more often. If you look at everyone who's ever achieved anything, if you think about it, anything that you're happy about, excited about, or grateful for came as a result of a, bold, of a bolder moment. There was a fork in the road. You took the bolder path. Your life will be amazing so fast and so quickly if you make a commitment to live and become a 10 times bolder version of you. Use that trick. I got to go. Peace. I don't know if that was 60 seconds, but I'm sure it was close. Dang. Yeah, yeah that's that's. That right there is probably one of the best tips I've ever heard because, I mean, if you step out and you and you straight make moves early and you just go test yourself, I mean, there's so many people that are capable of so much amazing things. I mean, that's what upsets me a lot of the times when I don't get stuff done and I have a project I'm waiting on or maybe I'm a week late on a podcast or a blog post or maybe I haven't been recruiting enough in my business or, you know, I just haven't been – I get so upset at myself because I'm like, shit, man, like I should be, you know, hosting these events in the future. I should be a top 100 podcast in the future. Like, yeah. why not me? Like what? Like I'm playing small and I hate it. You know, it's like when you look mm. at yourself in the mirror, and you know, you're capable of more. and You didn't give it your all that kills you. And it's like that question that um, it's one of the most common questions that, you know, elderly people face in their in their deathbed. It's, you know, what would you what, is there? Any, what would you wish you could have done? Like, you know, right now we have time and like we're humans on this earth and like it's crazy experience being a human, right? Like we don't know what the hell's going on. Like, oh yeah, it's crazy. It's like, what is reality? We could go into that. Like we don't know. But like the fact is, is that you can create your own mental and psyche. My, uh, my dad was talking to me recently about people that like lose their arms or limbs or stuff. And the human brain is so incredible at adapting. So, like, if you think about someone that says loses their arm, for the first six months to a year, that's all they can think about is they lost their arm. Like, the body's like, where the F's my arm at? Where's my <laughs> leg at? But what yeah. happens is after that year goes on, your body almost forgets he ever had an arm to start with or a leg to start with. And you adapt. 
And it's crazy what the brain can do and adapt to different situations. Yeah, dude. The body adapts. The mind is strong. Mind is strong. Body adapts. And and, and people are making moves. And that's the whole concept of this whole podcast is making moves. And if you're right on the cusp of doing something that could absolutely change your life, what is it that could be? So this is kind of like the biggest end-all, be-all, the kaboom, the grand finale of the podcast. And it has to do with... That person right now that maybe is currently working a traditional nine to five job, maybe they're doing something they absolutely love. Uh, they're crushing it, making Google money straight, just like raking it in, making three, four hundred K a year. Even maybe they're like a top CEO. They have a crazy lifestyle, but yet they don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel like personal happiness. They have all the possessions in the world, but maybe they just don't feel like they achieved something that is really valued to them. Or it's that person that is working in a nine to five. They hate they're undervalued. People don't, they, they feel like they're not learning anything and it's making them feel like their environments and they're just trying to break out of that and they want to start their own business. They want to maybe get involved in network marketing or they want to start their own company or maybe they want to start a new sport or jujitsu or whatever it is, but something's holding them back and maybe it's the comfort, maybe it's the scaredness. What would you say to that person that's like white, right on the cusp of making a huge decision in their life? I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? Be 10 times bolder, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. ask yourself the question. You know, that's all it is. Because here's the thing, man. We have all the answers. We really do. The problem is there's always this little voice, and I call it the weakness, that's in the back. And it's the voice that's like, no, you shouldn't do that. You're never going to make it. Or that person isn't going to take you seriously. You're just going to get rejected. You're just going to told no. Who do you think you are? Well, that voice isn't really your fault. That's just years of conditioning of people trying to tell you, like, play it safe. Like, don't speak until you're spoken to. You know, raise your hand if you want to talk. Follow the rules. Stay in line. I mean, we've been programmed all through school, you know, for industrial aged, you know, jobs like, you know, when the bell rings, you report to your station and then you sit there and you stand straight and you know, sit straight and take notes like we like we've been told and programmed by people who love us. Well-meaning people or friends or family. They just don't want to see us, you know, potentially lose out on anything or, you know, have to, you know, experience pain. So, you know, the knowing and being in your comfort zone is comfortable, you know? So people are like, Hey, don't try this thing. Don't try this business. Ian, it's scary. Like you're making three, $400,000 a year, but you hate what you do, but you're making three, $400,000 a year. You should be so lucky. There's so many people that are so broke. I mean, I remember when I was flagging down a quarter mil selling timeshare and I was working part time, dude. Like I literally was getting off at 2 PM, right? It was like, I'd be there from eight to two making a quarter milli, you know, and writing the rules, dude, there was like a dress code that I was like sometimes loosely following. I was taking more vacation time than any other employee at the entire company. Like, because I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Tony Robbins seminar. I'm going to a company seminar. I got a super Saturday. I was taking crazy time off, dude. And I had like this bomb life in that world. And people would see me go home and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm not going out. I'm like working on, you know, my blog or I'm working on creating content. I'm working on creating this course or I'm doing this affiliate program. And I'm constantly at work talking about these goals and these other visions. And everyone's like, dude. Have you looked around? You're living the dream, bro. You're making hundreds of thousands a year. You're getting off at 2 p.m. What else do you want? And I was like, are you crazy? 
I was like, this isn't living the dream. Like I have a vision for something that'll make me happier, happier. So I just continued to stay on my mission of being 10 times bolder to create this life that I now live, you know, where now I'm in complete control of my time. Now I do what I want when I want. And all of that, if I hadn't been bold enough to step out of my comfort zone to do all these different things, I wouldn't have been able to retire from that job. You know, so whatever it is, you just have to ask yourself, hey, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? And whatever you come up with, do it. Because when that little voice is going, nah, you can't, you're like, what would you do if you're 10 times bolder? That voice is going to be like, you would quit your job and go train cheetahs in Africa or wherever that lady <laughs> he said earlier oh, in the yeah. podcast went to, right? Like that's what you would do. That's your 10 times bolder thing. That's what's inside of you because it's like that voice will speak to you and give you an answer. You just have to be bold enough to do it, you know? So that's honestly my advice for the person that's struggling, for the person that, you know, looks like they're winning, but they're not happy. Listen, man, you have the answer. You just have to be bold enough to ask the B10XB pattern interrupt question. And that's why we call it that because it interrupts your pattern of negative, of negative thinking. So it's an NLP term, you know, neuro-linguistic programming. Amen. Well, Cesar Rodriguez, how can all these people that have had the pleasure of listening to you spit some bars, be able to follow your story mm. on social media? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can connect with me. So, uh, you know, the most important thing is spelling my name correctly. C E S A R. And then if you type in the middle initial L, like for Leonardo or lion, like that dope lion picture you have in the background here, you know, if you do Caesar L and then Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z, if you type that in pretty much anywhere, if you type it in Instagram, you will follow me. Uh, you'll see me on Instagram if you type that all as one word. If you uh, type it in Facebook, you'll find my fan page. If you just type it into search, you'll find my personal page. Type it in YouTube, you'll see a hundred some videos. If you go to CesarLRodriguez.com, that's my blog. I would highly recommend anyone if they're in network marketing or sales that they uh, you know, pick up that free course that I have on the home page of my blog. And if uh, someone wants to um, be a part of that B10XB movement, I would recommend going to B10XB.com forward slash start. Because if you go to B10XB.com forward slash start, you'll see a phenomenal deal that I have right now where you can actually pick up a bunch of these B10XB wristbands uh, and you can watch an entire video allow you to add yourself to our Facebook group and all that. So there's really just two things anyone has to remember. My name, Cesar L. Rodriguez. You know, I'd go to the .com version. Um, and B10XB, which is the letter B10XB. So if you go to B10XB.com, uh, or b10xb.com forward slash start, you know, you will be, you will enter this world. And I would highly recommend that everyone joins the B10XB movement by going to that page, b10xb.com forward slash start, joining the Facebook group and uh, just receiving all this content, man, because I'm going to help you and your team get bolder. All you need to do is plug into that thing and tune in. Phenomenal. There it is. Party people, we're making moves. We're making moves. It's a beautiful day. It's a damn good day to have a damn good day. We're dancing and we're doing it. So, Caesar, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you as always and looking forward no to problem, watching man. your continued success and, and keeping yes. in touch with the whole movement, B10XB. Shout out. Likewise. I mean, dude, yo, big shout out to you, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful. You're a beast. From the very first time that I met you uh, at that event, like literally everyone was like, that dude right there 
is I remember John being like, that is the coolest dude you'll ever meet. Like that guy is so fun. He's, and I remember the first time I met you, man, just the love that you gave, the energy, the positive vibes. I was like, you know what? I genuinely, I see it. This is a dude I want to associate with. This is a guy I want to get closer to. And, uh, and you know, for those of you that don't know, this guy is who he is on and off the mic and the camera. I mean, he is as genuine and as fun and as real as they get. So, uh, obviously I don't do a lot of these podcasts, but when you reached out to me, I was like, I'm going to carve out time as much time as this dude needs or wants. I am his for this interview and for his people. So that's how much I love you, bro. And I'm so pumped that, uh, we got such a stud repping the B10XB movement. So thank you for your time and thank you for everyone listening as well. Amen. Till next time, Thank brother. you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.